Hi everybody, Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio. Hope you're doing well. So, busting out of the studio, as you can see, and uh, I'm going to start a new segment called The Argument of the Day. For fun and profit, I'm going to give you my best thoughts of the day. I'm going to start out with, I'm working on a new book. The book, The Art of the Argument, will be out in August. It's going to be fantastic, and you'll hear all about it, and I hope that you will help drive the sales on day one to shoot it up in the rankings. I'll keep you posted as that goes forward. I'm really, really happy. It's my first book, well, since my daughter was born. I've been doing a little bit of the old parenting, so it's been eight years since I've written a book. I think I've gotten better, uh, and I think you'll really, really like the book. So I'm working also on a new book called An Introduction to Philosophy. It's going to be a relatively short book, action-packed and packed with the best arguments I can come up with to help clarify your thinking and hopefully the thinking, of course, of those around you. So here's one that I'm working on. There's an old problem in philosophy, which could be called the matrix problem, the Cartesian demon problem, the, you know, brain in a tank, sort of Hitler in South America, post-Second World War theories kind of problem. And the problem goes something like this. Okay, so you think you know what is real. You think you know what is objective, but... But what if, my friends, you're a brain in a tank? Matrix style, you're being harvested for your Duracell-like power by alien robots. What if you're just a brain in a tank? And all that you see, all that you feel as the song goes, is simply the result of wiring being plugged into your brain and giving you the illusion that you're somewhere out there in the real world doing things, but you're just a brain in a tank. Well, interesting question. And my response to it goes a little something like this. I think it blows it out of the water, and uh, hopefully you can put that deep in the rear view and get on with productive stuff in your thinking. So, if the hypothesis is that your consciousness may just be, I, this might be just stuff coming in through wires into your brain, even this, this video, this audio. If the hypothesis is consciousness is a brain in a tank being manipulated or controlled by some external consciousness, well then you have a problem of infinite regression. And this is from an old story about, you know, the world is flat, says some old mythology. You know, the world is flat, and underneath the world, the world is held up by an elephant. People say, well, what's under the elephant? Well, underneath the elephant, you see, is an alligator. Oh, what's underneath the alligator? Well, a rhinoceros. What's underneath the rhinoceros? A giant turtle. What's underneath the giant turtle? Oh, no, no, no. It's turtles all the way down. All the way to infinity is turtles. You see the logical problem, right? So here we have the proposition that consciousness is a brain in a tank. Well, some external consciousness must be creating and manipulating that brain in a tank. Someone had to build the aquarium. Someone had to build the housing. Someone had to wire something. Had to wire it up to your brain or your consciousness or whatever. So here you have a problem of infinite regression. If your consciousness is a brain in a tank, why is the external consciousness that is delivering the appearance, the synthesis of reality to your brain, why is that not a brain in a tank? Now you could say, of course, sure, it is a brain in the tank. And it's being manipulated by an external demon, right? So there's you, and then there's a super demon who is manipulating your consciousness to give you the appearance of reality. And then... You see, there's a super, super demon, super, super demon outside of that demon that's also manipulating the universe to give that outer demon. And then there's a super, super, super demon. You see, this goes on for it's like this repeat and fade, except you never fade. So each one of these layers goes on forever. It's a problem of infinite regression. 
Can't work. Doesn't work logically. Plus, you know, conservation of matter and energy, if your hypothesis as to what goes on in human experience requires the multiplication of infinite universes, well, let's just say Occam's razor, baby, slice and dice that fruit ninja style. Let's just make it a little simpler than you think it is. The simplest explanation is often the best, usually the best. And so you can't just have these, this principle that consciousness is always manipulated by an external consciousness because you go on forever, right? Now, maybe at some point, perhaps, at the number 666, you say, that's it, baby. <laughs> we stop at super, super, super 666 demon. That's the last one. Okay, well, then you have not solved the problem at all. Because what you've said is, consciousness can exist without external manipulation, right? Because the last demon in the chain, who's manipulating all the demons underneath him, brain and tank down to you, if that consciousness, 666 demon, if that consciousness can exist without external manipulation, exist in a real objective universe without being externally manipulated, boom, then you've already established the reality that consciousness can exist without external manipulation. You see? Now, if consciousness can exist without external manipulation, you don't need all these demons, because why not you? If, all, if, all, if a consciousness can exist without external manipulation, just in an objective universe, why not you? You don't need all these additional layers, these additional universes, all of this unprovable stuff about external brain in a tank, wiring, blah, blah, blah. So this hypothesis can be discarded. Again, simplest explanation is usually the best. Like that old argument back in the day, you know, way back in the day, in the days of Ptolemy, they thought the circle was the perfect divine shape. And therefore, the orbits of the planets had to be circles. It couldn't be ellipses. That, it couldn't be a squished egg. It had to be circle. So that meant things were a problem because using circles, you can't predict the placement of the planets in the night sky. Secondly, of course, a lot of astronomers back in the day thought that the Earth was the center of the solar system and everything spun around the Earth. A big problem, right? Mars, as the Earth accelerates around the Sun, Mars appears to go backwards and comes forward. It's called the retrograde motion of Mars. How do you explain that if the Earth is the center of the solar system? Well, you have to create massive reams of calculations, hundreds of calculations that you've got to go through in order to find where Mars is. Mm. Very complicated. As soon as things get really, really complicated, you're probably on the wrong track when it comes to philosophy and ethics, too, for that matter. So how did they solve this Ptolemaic problem of hundreds of calculations being required to find Mars? Nice and simple, baby. All they did was they put the sun at the center of the solar system and then click, everything fell into place. So the idea that we're a brain in a tank being manipulated by an external demon first was, was argued famously by René Descartes, uh, who said, I may be fooled in everything, but the one thing I can be certain of is that I exist to be fooled, right? The root of I think, therefore I am, or as Monty Python had it, I drink, therefore I am. So we do have one problem, though, which remains. We do experience this subjective universe reality, right? We do experience this every night when we go to sleep and we dream. So how do we know that our waking dream is not just another dream? How do we know for sure, right? We go to sleep and we experience this subjective universe. How do we know when we wake? Well, there's a difference though. There are a couple of differences. The first thing, of course, is when we sleep, objects do not have permanent constancies, right? So you've got 
a rock turns into a unicorn, turns into an elephant, turns into a color, you know, you can fly and then you can't. And, you know, I just had this dream the other night, no, last night, about a guy who was my boss years ago, who's dead now, came back to life, had a conversation with him about something. So the dead can arise back to life, necromancer style. So how do you solve this? Well, when you're awake in the external, objective world, Objects have constant properties. The laws of physics are the same everywhere you go. Objects have the water is never fire and so on, right? Whereas in dreams, this can happen. So you have two different states, constant properties and physical laws and inconstant properties and inconstant physical laws. Secondly, of course, when you walk to a mall in the real world, you can have like a drone. Let's say you're being followed by a drone. Let's say you insulted the Turkish government and you're being followed by a drone everywhere. So you walk to the mall, the drone records you walking to the mall. Your subjective experience walking to the mall, objectively recorded by the drone, matches your subjective experience. But, right, you go to sleep and you dream that you're on a rainbow-colored unicorn flying over a volcano. Well, that's your subjective experience. What does the camera pointed at you all night record? Well, it just records you maybe tossing and turning uh, a little bit, snatches of songs or whatever, but you're not actually, the drone doesn't record you flying over the volcano. So your subjective experience is not matched by external methodologies of objectively recording what's going on. So we have a bunch of disparities here which help us differentiate between dreams and waking. And it's fascinating to me. You know, my daughter uh, at the age of sort of two could figure out the difference between dreams and waking life. And it has to do with this inconstant properties, randomly changing things versus constant properties and objective verification. When she dreamt of me in her dream, I could never repeat back to her what she experienced, but she, when I was there in real life, I could do so. So I hope that this helped. This is going to be a new segment, Argument of the Day. I look forward to your feedback. Have a great day, and I'm really looking forward to this new conversation.